0: The 14-day, scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. The diabetic honeymoon phase or honeymoon period is basically when you're diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, you are now Externally administering insulin and the honeymoon phase refers to a time when basically your pancreas has kind of got a break from having to produce the insulin and kicks back into action for a period of time. Now, not everybody will experience the honeymoon phase and not everybody will have the same honeymoon period, let's say, it can last for a few weeks, a couple of months, six months, even a couple of years. So it will completely, completely depend on each diabetic, as most things with diabetes do. So there's no exact formula or kind of roadmap to follow when it comes to the honeymoon phase. I want to take it back to the very beginning of that, because something I didn't quite understand is... You become type 1 diabetic when basically your pancreas stops working. Mm-hmm. But how does it start working again? If it stopped and you've got diabetes, how does the pancreas then kick into action? So when you diagnose a with type 1 diabetes, obviously it's an autoimmune disease. Your body attacks your insulin-producing beta cells in your pancreas. So when these cells are attacked and destroyed it prevents your your pancreas from producing enough insulin to regulate your blood sugar and keep them in a safe range. So that's why your blood sugar goes so high. Now, the honeymoon phase is basically when your pancreas has had a break because you've been taking external insulin and the remaining insulin-producing cells in your body can kind of continue to work. But there are now a limited number of those in your body because you're not, they're not being produced anymore. So when you are externally taking insulin, your body has that break, and then those beta cells that are producing the insulin can kind of start working. So I'm gonna use a really bad analogy here. So we'll say there's a hundred soldiers and they represent the cells in the pancreas and an army comes in and wipes out 80 of them. And then they go away and they've got 20 left and then they get a rest And they're like, ah, sure, we'll go fight a little bit more and then they'll eventually die off as well. Pretty much, yeah. So then the next army, which is you continuing to live and eating food, will just eventually knock all those soldiers out and then you'll completely depend on external insulin. Did it happen to you? It did. So it was funny. So when I was diagnosed, obviously I was taking insulin. I was getting used to... Like checking my blood sugar, I was monitoring the food I was eating, I was getting the grips with how exercise is going to influence me and all that good stuff. So over like, it was almost as if it was a few days, anytime I checked my blood sugar, it was just spot on. And I was like, whoa, I'm doing really good here. I'm a, I've, a, I've only been diabetic six months and I have the whole thing figured out. You know, <laughs> So it was spot on from a sense of you aren't even injecting yourself your body was doing it itself was it i wasn't really taking that much insulin when i was when i was diagnosed anyway so i wasn't taking huge doses where i would have noticed a big change with like the amount of insulin that i was taking so when when my honeymoon phase kind of started kicking in i was checking my blood sugar for a few days and it was just level all the time i wasn't getting any highs i wasn't getting any lows and i was like this is unreal my diabetes is cured i've figured this whole thing out what's everybody complaining about <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> and uh but then as the days went on i was seeing more low blood sugars and i was still kind of taking the same amount of insulin and looking back on it now it makes sense because obviously i was taking external insulin that i would have been previously taking for a certain food or a certain meal or a certain amount of carbohydrate but now, because my pancreas is kind of kicked back in and is working again, there was internal insulin being released, and I was injecting external insulin. So I was getting almost double the amount of insulin that my body needed. So my blood sugar was dropping a lot. I went from being diagnosed to not really know what's not really knowing what's going on to blood sugars perfect all the time, and then. Blood sugar sugar's going low a lot. So I looked into it. I think I gave my doctors a call in the hospital. I can't really remember. But I looked it up anyway, and I had discovered that this was the honeymoon effect or the honeymoon phase. So I was like, okay, my pancreas is back working now to an extent. I was aware of that. So obviously I didn't go and just stop taking insulin. So I continued taking my... Basal insulin, which is like your background insulin. So I take that every night and every morning. So that kind of just helps keep you steady throughout your day. And I was taking little to no fast acting insulin at all. So I would have been going about my day, eating the foods I was eating, and it was as as if I wasn't diabetic at all. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulin Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.